It's pretty much the question, isn't it? You've done your time on dating apps. You've had enough meaningless sex to satisfy your curiosity. You've found guys with potential who couldn't live up to their promise. And now you want to know the ultimate, how you can get a guy to want to be with you forever. In the next few minutes, I'm going to share with you a few powerful tips and one earth-shaking idea that will forever change the way you look at commitment. Stick around. I'm Evan Marquette, dating coach for smart, strong, successful women and your personal trainer for love. Welcome to the Love You podcast. Keep listening to learn four proven ways to get him to commit. When we're done, I'll let you know how you could apply to Love You to create a passionate relationship that makes you feel safe, heard, and understood. So uh, we talk a lot about commitment here on the Love You podcast. Uh, for most people, that is uh, where everybody wants to head. There are very few people who turn for, to dating and relationship coaches to learn how to sleep with someone casually online uh, only to discover that he's doing the same with three other women at the same time. It's very few people's end game. So uh, in a sea of bad uh, advice, I want to give you four proven tips that will actually make a difference. So I would encourage you to write these things down. Uh, these are the reasons that men commit to some women and not others. Number one, treat him as the best version of himself. I can't emphasize this enough. I mean, I could have done 12 tips, but I chose four because they're all really important. You need to assume positive intent when it comes to men. Men, and I speak for myself when I was a single guy, are so used to being criticized and dissected by the women who ostensibly claim to love us that it's hard to ever feel relaxed. It's hard to ever feel like a good boyfriend you're constantly on edge that you're doing something wrong, that you don't read her mind properly, that despite your best efforts, they're never enough. And so there's really unique value in being his soft place to land. It's something that's extremely potent that a lot of people, a lot of my clients don't employ. And I'm not judging. I'm, I tend to be a pretty critical person myself. It's easy to find fault with people. Um, but finding the good works a lot better than criticizing the bad. Now, this does not mean when I say treat him as the best version of himself, that you ignore bad behavior. I say that and a lot of women say, oh, he's telling me to sweep this under the rug. I was giving him the benefit of the doubt. He took advantage of me by, it's not what I'm saying. We're talking about when we have a good boyfriend, an honest boyfriend, a guy who tries, a guy who cares, right? If you got a guy you can't trust, who mistreats you, doesn't make you feel safe, heard and understood, dump him, right? This isn't to treat him as the best version of himself when he's a shitty boyfriend. This is treat him as the best version of himself if you have a good person on your hands. And that's the same way you'd treat anybody, the same way you'd hopefully treat your best friend, the way you treat your sister, your mother. You treat them as if they're the best version of themselves instead of constantly finding fault with them. Number two, be the best girlfriend you can be. Because I coach women, I, I, I get a window into this. If I coach men, I believe me, I can tell you a hundred things that men can do better. They are not my clients. Right? But what I find is a lot of women, when I turn to them and say, hey, what makes you a great girlfriend? 
they look at me like, huh? I, I don't know. I, I mean, I have a master's degree. You know, I, I travel a lot. I'm really cultured and sophisticated. Um, you know, I'm really good at redecorating. Um, you know, I'm pretty, have a good nose for real estate. I'm going to all these things that have nothing to do with being a girlfriend. Because a lot of my clients don't view themselves through the lens of how do I show up as a partner? And by the way, men don't do this either. Ask a guy why he's a great boyfriend. He probably won't know either. But what we're trying to do here is pay attention to the skill of being in a partnership. And that might mean speaking multiple love languages, right? He doesn't care if he speaks French and Spanish. He does care if you speak your love languages, quality time, touch, words of affirmation, acts of service, gifts, right? But it's not just about speaking all five love languages. It's about speaking his love language. How does he like to receive? Do you give that? Right? As the story goes, you may think you're the perfect girlfriend for making him dinner, but if his love language is touch and he wants to have sex a few times a week and you never want to do that, then he's not going to think you're the perfect girlfriend, even if you think you're the perfect girlfriend. So be the kind of girlfriend that makes your boyfriend realize he's never had it better. He's never going to have it better. Number three, set healthy boundaries. And yes, this actually makes you into a person who's more worthy of commitment. So number one, we talked about being a soft place to land. But being a soft place to land doesn't mean being a doormat. Men don't respect doormats. Men don't want to marry doormats. In Love You, we talk about the concept of being the cool girl with boundaries, the same way you want to date the nice guy with balls. It's the cool girl with boundaries. Another term, another term we use is the benevolent CEO, the person who creates the conditions of the company that anybody would want to work at that company. It's a feeling, it's a demeanor of being someone who's in control, who's patient, who's understanding, but also is willing to set limits. Honestly, when I think about it, it's kind of like being a parent. <laughs> you don't want to be the really strict parent, beats their kids, and you don't want to be the really permissive parent who lets their kids run hog wild. You need to be able to set healthy boundaries. And setting healthy boundaries is not about being a bitch. It's about listening to your feelings and honoring them, commuting communicating those feelings to your boyfriend in a reasonable fashion. And if your guy doesn't respect those boundaries, having the courage to break up with him. This is literally all we talk about in the last three months of Love You, the section about relationships. It's all about setting boundaries that are reasonable, that allow you to have the relationship you want and him to have the relationship that he wants. And number four, and this is really counterintuitive, but it's important. Don't push him to commit. People, not just men, people don't want to be sold. They want to choose to buy. So if you choose a man who claims to want marriage and he's dating you, then you have to work under the presumption that he is contemplating whether he's going to marry you while he's dating you. And you got to give him the space to come to his own conclusions and know know in your heart that he has as much invested in this as you do. This is very different than dating some guy who isn't sure if he ever wants to get married again, right? And then keeping your fingers crossed and feeling really anxious. No, we're talking about a guy who's already stated he wants the same thing that you want. I've been that guy. When I was dating my wife, she never had to pressure me. I knew what was at stake. I also wanted to get married. I also wanted to have kids. 
what I needed was time to figure out if it was going to be with her. But your job is not to push him, nudge him in that direction. Your job is to pay attention to how you feel, watch how the relationship escalates organically, how he drives it forward, whether he's volunteering talk about a future. If he never does, it probably means not a very good sign. Right? And if your guy isn't escalating right, in a reasonable amount of time, and when we're talking about getting engaged, we're talking two to three years ballpark. I know no one likes to hear that, but it's true. Right? Then you break up with him. You don't break up with a guy because three months in, he doesn't know if he wants to marry you. He shouldn't know if he wants to marry you in three months. If he knows he wants to marry you in three months, he hasn't thought too long and hard about what it takes to be married. You don't have enough information in that time. But the only way to get a man to marry you is to give him the time to discover that you were indispensable, that he can't live without you. If you're dating him for six months, he can live without you. He was doing it six months ago. So you have to become indispensable. You want to be part of his life to the point that he, he wouldn't want to imagine his life without you. But you can't drive it. You can't pressure him to do so in the first six months just because you're feeling insecure about it. And then finally, the earth-shaking earth bonus idea that I mentioned to you in the intro. So many questions come from women who are operating from a place, place of deep insecurity for good reasons. They've been ghosted. They've been abandoned. Right? All the anxiety that comes with the turnover of modern dating and completely understand what it's like to, to feel those feelings and be in those shoes. But then your questions start to be framed in a way that I did in this video. What are the four proven ways to get him to commit? That's not the right angle. Today, despite the fact that I made a video called <laughs> Four uh, Ways to Get Him to Commit, um, I want to encourage you to look at this through a different lens. Instead of worrying about how you can get him to commit, how about you stop and think about whether he is worthy of your commitment? That is a CEO move. That is taking back your power. Instead of being the needy intern who's just desperately looking for someone to hire her, you can be the powerful boss who's willing to leave the job open as long as necessary until she finds a good employee to fill that job for the next 40 years. So I'm not disavowing the four tips that I just gave you. I actually think they're, it's pretty good advice. They're all about operating from a place of confidence. But real confidence right, is searching your feelings, not to what can I do to convince him to choose me, but rather what is he going to do to convince me to choose him? Am I comfortable trusting this man with my life and everything that comes with that for the next 40 years? Right? He should be trying to sell himself to you you shouldn't be selling yourself to him. And if you can make that switch internally, dating will become a lot less stressful, a lot more fun, and you'll feel a lot better about your ability to fire underperforming interns. Are you more of a CEO or an intern? Please comment below and stick around for more great content next week. My name is Evan Mark Katz. Thank you for tuning into the Love You podcast. If you enjoy this podcast, please share an honest review on Apple. More reviews equals more awareness of the Love You podcast and more love in the world. And if you have everything except a man and you want to have a happy, healthy relationship, I can help you. In Love You, you will gain confidence, learn to trust your judgment, and find a man who makes you feel safe, heard, and understood. 
Go to www.evanmarkkatz.com and click to watch my free video. When you're done, you could apply to Love You to join hundreds of other smart, strong, successful women in a coaching community where women like you actually get the love you deserve. I'll see you there.